Welcome to the High Ground Podcast. I'm Stevie W. I'm Callum. And again, we're doing this remotely. Uh, so, Happy New Year to you all. As yeah, we're, we're back. We are back. And we are on Mandalorian Watch again, Chapter 15, The Believer. Which is the penultimate one, I believe. It is. Uh, so, what did you think? Yeah. Um, well, I really liked Bill Bear when, when we saw him the first time in the... Uh, was it The Prisoner? Yeah. He was the one where they were on the Tantive Force style thing, wasn't it? Went on the ship. Yeah, like the prison ship, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was nice to see him again, actually. And he sort of becomes like a a good guy here, doesn't he? And we find out he used to be an Imperial. And like there is a scene towards the end of the episode I quite like where he's talking to that other imperial officer the one that's played by that guy who's a bad guy and everything yeah um and they're talking about like a massacre that they committed and and he sort of suddenly sort of says yeah well what about all the women and children that we killed and all this and that and the other and then he just sort of goes nuts and kills them all in the end but i quite like seeing that like there are imperials that are fed up of being you know bad i it's i i i the code of honor and, yeah. it, it, and it's a, a really good arc for the character. And I like to mean the title is uh, Chapter 15, The Believer. And yeah. every one that's on the mission, they believe in something, that they believe what they're doing is right, and they're doing it for a reason. And and his speech to the Imperial officer was uh, was, was perfect. It was, I thought it was, it was uh, Bill Burr Mayfield. He was uh, talking to, wasn't it, uh, Valin Hess. And I, I just thought it was in the, the bit where the Mandalorian, where Mando takes his mask off, his helmet off, and yeah. and uh, and Mayfield says, "I didn't see anything." And I thought yeah. that was yeah, I like that. Like the they're sort not buddies, but like he's he, he knows like how serious he is about like, the, the code about the living seal in space. So I, I really like that as well. And they sort they let him go at the end as well, don't they? Yeah, he he died. He died. Yeah. So, in quote marks. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, was it this, this, uh, I wrote some notes. It's been a few weeks since we watched this because we had to have a break for for, for Christmas. And it's like they had the Empire, New Republic, and they were all the same to the people. So he says we got that speech about how you know uh, they're all invaders on their land. These people yeah. see them as so. It doesn't matter if you're if you're the New Republic or you're the Empire. All it is is invaders on a land where you really shouldn't be. But, yeah, you know, it's like that whole one government just replaces another. It doesn't whether it's good or whether it's better or worse. It's still just another government, isn't it? At the yeah. end of the day. And uh, you know, the, the the they go on about the you know the, the amount of losses on the Death Stars. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I quite I quite like that. That was kind of maybe a nod to clerks. It was a nod to clerks. Yeah. <laughs> It's sort of like going about how, uh, you know, the, the plumbers and everything on the Death Star. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, uh, so that was good. Funnily enough, there's a, there's a podcast called Plumbing the Death Star. Oh, that sounds cool. And it, it's a bunch of Australian guys that uh, think of, like, uh, I don't know, like, the, the logic behind a lot of pop culture stuff. Like, one of their most famous ones was... Um, how much would it actually cost to build Jurassic Park? You know, they do stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's quite funny, actually. When you said the plumbers, that just yeah. reminded me. Yeah. Ah. Oh, 
Oh, what about uh, the you know this is a, as an episode. There's no uh, Grogu in it. Yeah, it was strange, wasn't it? I didn't yeah. realize that afterwards. Um, I think some of the trivia on IMDb said it was the only episode without him in it. And it was it was quite, was there not a scene with him on the destroyer with Moff Gideon? No. I might just yeah, conflate yeah, but, that with like the previous episode. But he's not central. He's central to the, the episode, but he's not the episode. Yeah. So, and what about the uh, new paint job on uh, Mr. Fett's armor? Yeah, it, it looked, I, I quite like, I must admit, I really like the hybrid sort of armour with the, the, the tunic underneath, you know, yeah. like the sort of, I, I, I call it the Vader skirt, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, the part that comes down from, yeah, I think he looks cool. He looks, he looks proper like a, almost like a Clint Eastwood style, unforgiven looking sort yeah. of guy now, doesn't he? Like proper Western bounty hunter. I thought even going with the whole motif that they seem to be running through the whole the series, the, uh, I always see that as being very samurai, and you know, yeah, with with you know with the with the the, the, the black, and I think it, it suits Boba Fett and the paint job on on yeah, everything. Definitely. I was, I was like, I, yeah. Well, I think the sam- samurai and western sort of go hand in hand, don't they? I mean, yeah. Magnificent Seven it was remade as a western, wasn't it? And yeah. there's a lot of sort of similar codes that you know, Samurai and, and Cowboy Shad. I think Cowboys are basically the Western version of yeah. <laughs> Samurai, aren't they? Story-wise. I, mean, I, 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 you know, uh, Boba Fett has been dominating for me this series. Yeah, and, but I like how he he had limited screen time in The Believer, but he was still background. We're still keeping him in the shadow. Yeah. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, and it was good to see the gals as well. Oh. Um, kicking off again. Kara, Dune, and uh, Fennec Shand. I have yeah. got such a soft spot for Fennec Shand. I mean, really got a soft spot. I think she's she's absolutely brilliant. So I really like Dune as well. I, I, at first, when I saw her, I, I, I've always before now I used to think Gina Carano was a sort of I don't know, like one of those henchman style actresses that yeah. you just you know, like they're the bad guys henchmen. But she's a lot more than that now. Like I appreciate her a bit more. Like watching Deadpool again I think sort of I find her a bit more she's really sort of, she's got a good presence to her hasn't she? She's I think you know I mean she's not your stick thin no she's no, uh, fight, she? she's she's got that she, I think she she's I mean even as even as Angel in, in Deadpool I think she's 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 pretty she's very beautiful she is she's got that yeah it's that, like an unconventional sort of Good looking, isn't it? I I think she's 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 a stunning she's a stunner, but and I think Ming Na Wen she's got the secret of youth. She's she's yeah, she looks no different. I mean, I watched Street Fighter again the other day, and she just looks the same. <laughs> it's just infuriating. Oh, she's brilliant. I mean, I've got it. I'm you know at the start the you know since uh, we finished the run, so I'm still watching Agents of Shield because it used to be a double hitter for uh, for eight weeks where you I'd watch Agents of Shield. And Mandalorian back to back, so yeah. Uh, I, so now I just get one hit of uh, Midnight Run until until it finishes. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, the interior of, of Slave One. You actually get to see Slave One. Yeah, I mean we only ever sort of. I think you only ever see the door, don't you, on the yeah. back in Empire, don't? You? And the uh, cockpit. And the cockpit. Oh yeah, if in episode two, yeah. yeah. So. About that. 
And I, love I like the um, the way that the, the engines and the, the lasers sound the same as yeah. well. Oh, yes. And they they um, they use the seismic charges as well, don't they? Oh, that's that's so I sort of popped at that. <laughs> oh, same here because uh, you know if you listen to some of our other pod- Star Wars podcasts, you'll know I'm a big fan of Episode Two. So for me, that was yes. I'm sorry. It, even for me, like I mean, anything even prequel related, I pop at now. Like it's just I did. It was good. Um, I think the action sequence in this episode is probably the best one I've seen in this series so far. Jump! It reminded me, weirdly enough, of um, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull when they constantly swap between the trucks. Yeah. It, it really reminded me of like an Indiana Jones sort of action sequence. I thought it was really fantastically done, actually. The thing is, you look at Dave Filoni and John Favreau, they are really, they, well, I know Dave Filoni definitely with the hats. Uh... Uh, uh, an Indiana Jones fan, and, and yeah. you know, come on! Uh, if you grow up with Star Wars, Indiana Jones is you. You're growing up with Indiana yeah. Jones as well. It's the same family. Isn't it? Yeah, so it's sort of like you can't. I, I mean, maybe uh, if anyone out there wants to prove me wrong, feel free. But to my knowledge, if you're an Indiana Jones fan, you're a Star Wars fan, and vice versa. It's just, yeah, I've never heard of one or the other. No, so. It's, <laughs> Yeah, I, I yeah, I wrote. I mean, I like the, the, the I like the uh, the moral code in this. The whole, you know, that like I said, everybody's got their old code in their own code of honor in this. And it's, yeah, and I thought the title was was perfect. I'm I'm going through notes here that I made a few weeks ago. So uh, yeah. Oh, what about when you see the Mandalorian in the Imperial armor when he has to change? Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Like it, you can tell it's sort of almost burning him to wear it <laughs> and he's not got this because he's not best car it's not got the same uh, power as, as his armor no. it's, it's just, it's just... well we know how great the stormtrooper armor is but, yeah. them. <laughs> but you can still shoot in it so you can't they can't use uh they can't use that excuse it's just the the, the uh they obviously had some bad patches on the clones and the human and the uh, people that they have underneath the stormtrooper armor that just can't shoot yeah i, I it's it. it uh, I th- I like how they sort of still kept that whole stormtroopers can hit a barn door thing, you know. Yeah. Because they're, I don't know. It's weird. Like in Rogue One, I thought the stormtroopers seemed quite formidable in that. Like they seemed to hit more. Like there was the rebels weren't as sort of because you never really see any rebels die in the original trilogy, do you? No, because it was even the background ones. They just sort of. On Endor, I'm always thinking, like, you just see them hiding behind trees and yeah. stuff, don't you? It's just, I mean, you only actually even see one Ewok die, don't you? Like, visually. Visually, yeah. Yes, but, like, it, I, I always liked Rogue One for, like, having the balls to show, like, well, kill, kill everyone off. Yeah. So, it's nice, but it's nice to go back to, like, the good guys winning again constantly. Oh. Well, they get, they get in uh, one of the last episodes when you got those uh, speed, uh, biker scouts. And they they're trying to shoot at yeah. things and they can't shoot. I thought that was that was that was a great nod in the season finale of one, season one. But you know, I just uh, it was a you know I thought it was good. I thought the believer was going to be filler, but in terms of character development and and morality to the tale, I thought it was one of the best ones. And it goes to prove yeah, you don't need the child. I don't think you need the child and it go, you know, to make it because the child has been the dominating uh, presence until, yeah. until, of course, Boba Fett. Dare we say force? Yeah. 
so no, we, don't, like this episode's about trying to find where he is, isn't it? So yeah. like you don't like we know where he is as the audience, obviously, but it's the whole point of this episode is to, to try and find where they need to go to get him. So you don't need to see him because you already know he's captured. Yeah. So all you need to see is them finding how to find him, basically. Yeah. yeah, but you know, a lot of times they will just put something in for fan service. Yeah. So you can get the people like, oh, got no child, let's just go on the internet and see if they can digitally add one in. Yeah, don't, don't tell George that, he'll really do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really want George Lucas to actually direct an episode, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'd love to know what he thinks of it. I haven't seen anything like, I don't ever know if I can believe what I read online about when they say George Lucas doesn't like blah blah blah. Uh, unless Dave Filoni tells you otherwise, and I, 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 if Dave, Dave Filoni says something, I'll take it as gospel. But until that, yeah, yeah, or John Favreau, yeah, someone, yeah. people that are actually, I just like to see what George Lucas would do with the toy box that, to Dave Filoni and John Favreau have actually created, especially with the visual effects, because they're pushing yeah. it forward the way George Lucas did, and I'd like to say to see what what George Lucas would do with these toys. I'll give him a you know, big shout out to. Rick Fumiara, he, I think he did a great job of directing it. Yeah, he did. he's done an episode before, hasn't he? I think he's done two, if I'm right. Oh, was it two? It's two episodes. Season nine. one, I think, wasn't it? It was. So he had one this season. But then again, look who they've had this. They had uh, they had uh, Robert Rodriguez on board this season as well. So uh, yeah, and Peyton Reed and uh, and Carl Weathers. Yeah. So it's they've got to. Share and share alike with directing duties. So, but you know what? I, I think it's, uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed the episode and it really brought it ready for uh, chapter 16. So, out of five? Um, probably about three and a half, maybe. Decent episode. I think it's a good sort of lead in to the end episode. I think that takes away from it a little bit the fact that it's like, Every episode before the, the final episode is always going to be a bit a sort of, if the finale is great, it's always a sort of like, it's the lead in, isn't it? Always. Yeah, I give it three and a half. I think that's all really I'm, good. I'm giving it four for Bill Burr's Mayfield, I thought, you know, and of course Boba Fett and Slave One, and you know, uh, so I can't, I can't give it any less than four. I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was a fantastic episode. I did. Yeah. So, uh, final thoughts? Just, I mean, what more? They can't do anything wrong at the moment no. in this series. So, yeah. So, so that's uh, the High Ground Podcast verdict on uh, Chapter 15 The Believer Mandalorian Watch. Of the Mandalorian on Mandalorian Watch, I'll get this out. I'm Stevie W. I'm Callum. <laughs>